Welcome to a new episode of Getting to the Truth in This Art on MTR Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Lee, and today my guest is Italo Dedea. My good. Hey guys, what's up? What's up? Thanks for having me here. Uh, just, just love. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you for coming through. This is, this is great. I, and I noticed that, um, you, you, sir, you've been getting a fair amount of attention for your work. So I yeah. um, wanted to have you on. And first off, um, I want to say, um, I dig what you're doing. I, I like your stuff. Um, I was going through your website a little bit earlier and I was like, all right. See what we got, see what we got here. See what we got yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a start. It's a start. You know, for me at least. Uh, like you're saying, like I got this this past week. I have a show uh, during during art art in August uh, through Bopa, mm-hmm. and uh, and one of was the, actually the first show that I had was a solo show here in Baltimore. Yeah, and and that's why I think it was like it, it feels good. It feels good to be part and to share. You know, my my perspective from Brazil. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I'm excited for what's coming. Uh. So that's good. I mean, you already like you already hit one of them because uh, we're gonna pick it up. It's like, all right, you're from Brazil. Got you. Number one down. Um. So let's let's take a little bit of a step back. I I, I don't like to um I don't like to tell and describe what the artist does. I like to let the artist do that. So could you describe your work for us? Okay. So I do mostly ink drawings, and they are. I see them as as a historical documentation of memories. I would say that way, and it's a it's purely observational drawings. I would uh, uh, regarding technique, but for me, it's important that because of a meditative process of observing like this image that I have been cataloging and uh, and researching to to create narratives when they are together in the installation of drawings. Uh, Okay. Yes, I would say that. Yeah, that would define my work. You know, give a vision out to to people of how it looks. It's it's like a a grid of drawings, uh, multiple drawings that goes between uh, uh, close ups of moments, ordinary moments in, uh, in your daily life. It can be urban space or human figures, like hands, and and combined with other drawings uh, describing or, or depicting landscapes uh, or fi- or actual figures, faces. So it's a range of like how you how I capture emotion through ordinary like uh, experiences through like oh you know is a is a close up here of of you walking on the sidewalk and then and then and then a landscape of it and that's how I I, I feel like I, I like to capture the culture of the place and that's what I did in Brazil that's how I have been doing in Brazil and then you know coming to studio in Baltimore and putting together these images deciding which one to paint and decides how, which one goes well together yeah. You know, yeah. So that's hopefully a good description so, of it. No, no. So, so, so you're cap, yeah. you're capturing life as you see it. Yes, yes. Uh, and is it, they are monochromatic, so mostly they are like a sepia drawing or or Indian ink drawing that's black and white. Yeah. Yeah. Mono, monochromatic works. Yeah. So in it, you you've done you've done work on. So what what mediums do you do? Um, do your work on and which do you prefer what are the advantages of one versus the other so i have been working on paper mm-hmm. and then mounting them on wood to create like a physicality to the to to the to the piece instead of just being a paper that's uh, framed sure i like to leave that exposed so that's uh, leave the paper exposed so there's a quality of the texture of the paper that's for me is interesting it creates that that relationship that physical relationship with memory or uh with something that's going to be ephemeral because it can draw ink drawings will fade with time. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly water-based ones. 
And the other surface I have been working with is, uh, it's ink, and, ink drawing on wood panels and would absorb water, uh, as quick, quickly and not as quick as paper, but it does absorb water really well. So it gives you some time, some like it, some room to work with, like it load brush of, you know, of ink. So both two, both surfaces are, are interesting to me because of, of the quality of the physicality of it. And they're, and they're kind of, kind of different. Like to your, to your point, like, I think if you have like wood in your hand, it's like, all right, this has some weight to it. This has some degree of, I guess, like longevity. Whereas with paper, it, it has both, both have their quote unquote disadvantages, I suppose that, oh, well, this can be destroyed. However, but I think like paper is a little, has a little bit more fragility to it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like our memories, right? Let's say our memories are all like it. So, uh, you know, you think you remember something, but mostly you remember like, I don't know, 50% of it. Yeah. And then you create the rest of it. You know, we all do that. So there is that fragility that can be, can be connected to it. Yeah. And one, one of the negative points of wood though, is just storing it. Like I have been working on, on small, larger wood panels, so you can roll it or, you know, put it in a portfolio. Yeah. So it's a little more tricky storing it, but yeah, that's not a big deal. It's like, I want to show you my whole portfolio and it's just like, a stack yeah. of wood. <laughs> it's like, exactly. Come in here. Let's, let's move all these panels with me. You know, come ready to do some workout. Here's and this see tree. My work. Here's this tree yeah. I brought with me. <laughs> this is my earlier <laughs> work. Right. Yeah, and it's funny because when I got here, I, I was actually doing work with branch of wood. So I would get like a falling branch of wood and they were like, I'll cut it already right on the floor, mm-hmm. uh, or on the woods. And, and then I would create like a, a kind of language with it. I would mount them as a puzzle. So I was actually, and I once, once my friend helped me to move from one studio to another. Yeah. And he was like, man, what are you doing for all these logs in here? Like, you know, I was like, yeah. And I would burn them. It, it would be a mess, but it was worth it. I could dig it. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so we, we talked a little bit before um, I put the, uh, hit the record button. So you, you relocated here from Brazil back in, mm-hmm. uh, in 2014, right? Yep. So. 2014. So I, I guess, and we'll get back to some artist questions, but you know, I'll be remiss if I don't mention some of the Baltimore stuff. So why Baltimore? Why did you come from just lovely South America where everything is great to Baltimore where oh. like, what was your, your thing, your reasoning for coming to Baltimore? See, that's already, yeah. I don't know if everything is great down there, you know, like everywhere there, everywhere there's a good and the, and the bad point, but, uh, I can, I can, I came to Baltimore mostly, uh, I did not know much about Baltimore and I actually came to, to this area because I was, I started my English course at Towson University. Sure. I had an uncle of my, my aunt's family, uh, used to live in Owens Mills. Okay. And, you know, and I was, I was in Brazil. I was a full time uh, web designer and applications designer. And I want to change my career because it was, I love the design job and I still do that as a side job, you know, uh, but then the freedom of being an artist and that personal exploration for me is way much more meaningful, uh, than exploration as a designer. What's still meaningful, but not as much for me, I think as a compliment, both complement each other in my life right now. Sure. But then I was like, a, I need to learn, I learned to know some English. I want to do some like a course in art outside of Brazil or, you know, or in Brazil, but English was always such a requirement mostly as a designer too and i was like let me see where i can you know where I and i tried to learn english before in brazil but you know if you don't have that daily necessity you for me at least i i couldn't learn i'm not you know that 
ling- a linguistic, yeah, yeah. let's say. But it, you know, and then my, my, my aunt said like, oh, look, there's, there's this course here. This university is academic. So you might learn even faster, you know, because my thing was time and money. So I, I was in Brazil, like, okay, let me sell everything I have here. <laughs> and then I had money for like six months in here and do like four months of English. And man, I came here, I was level one. I couldn't, it, it was hard. And, uh, and I actually, to continue studying English, uh, I had to ask for a job like uh, at the English language center, uh, to do some invitations as a designer. And they were yeah. like, they digged it and they were like, okay, do a logo. And then they, okay, we give you a full scholarship to keep studying English. And, and then after I finished two years of English, they like, Hey, if you want, do your master's here. We could give you a graduation assistantship. And I'm like, you know, I'm already here. Uh, why not? So, and the master's like the MFA program at Towson University really suited my, my, my need because it's a longer program, but because I didn't have the background in arts, mm-hmm. it was really helpful for me to get the, fun- the basics, the fundamentals, you know, art history. I never had studied any of that. Right. I was always self-taught. So, and that's how it happened. Man. And I'm, I, I'm really happy I got to Baltimore because to be, to be quite honest, Baltimore is a city that don't, don't let you bullshit, you know, and, and if I can say this kind of word here, but. Oh, it's factual. You, you can say it. <laughs> yeah, no, because I think, I think everybody in Baltimore is very, I don't, I'm not saying everybody, but there is a feeling about the city that's like, you know, you gotta be real no matter what you are. If, if not real people, people get that, like that, yeah. you know, if not real people feel it and then things don't go as you, as you want or you don't create real connections, right? Real connections. But. Fortunately, like it took me, it was my cultural shock was after a year here. But first year I was like, yeah, you know, I, I can't adapt. It's easy. Everything is new. And then after a year, I was like, man, that's so different. I'm changing so much. I don't know who I am no more. You know, like, so there's a whole like refining yourself because you're in different contexts. People, you know, value different things and mostly different countries. Even though Brazil is very Americanized, yeah. the culture is very different. You know, like the, the, there's, uh, different. There are a lot of similar, but different, different problems as well. I could dig it. Yeah. I mean, um, so it's like you came up here and you've, you've been up here. Like you're recognizing that one of the things that people talk about often that Baltimore has this authenticity here that, like you said, it's not about the bullshit. <laughs> and, um, and people come here because there, there's just something here. There, you have different, like, districts that have different things that are going on. Like, one of my favorite areas is, um, Station North. Uh, we used to record this podcast there every, every week before uh, COVID hit. So in it, you've, you've been here for the last six years. What is your favorite neighborhood in Baltimore? What is your favorite area in Baltimore? Huh. I lived, man, I love, I love uh, the areas that I go the most is like a Charles village. Uh, but now I do love where I live. That's Chinquapin. That's by Belvedere square. Yeah. My old and, neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. There are like a three court, three basketball courts around me. I can just walk to them and there is nature. There's like it, you know, there's that peacefulness of, of actual, uh, you know, neighbor yeah. and everybody know each other, you know, some of my room is like, oh, my name is a two nose. I'm like, yeah, I like man because you know they, we taking care of each other. At least we know each other. Yeah. But the other day, I had I had I needed a jump in my car, and from nowhere, like out of a window, came like, hey, do you need a jump? And I'm like, <laughs> see, 
That's what I'm talking about, you know. <laughs> Everybody's watching everybody. When you need, they will, they will, they will reach. Oh yeah, people uh, look out. It's like, hey man, appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, but I I do enjoy a lot like the the, the outside areas too. Like at Lock Raven Reservoir is, it's I think it's beautiful. Or all the parks, Dream Hill Park, or Patterson Park, uh, Montebello. These are the places that I go the most. Like you know that I, I go there all the time to just. Look the horizon feel and, and miss home. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you're getting you're getting something from the city because too often people who come here they have I think people who weren't people who were born here and who've been here for forever they have a uh, different perspective on it. You know, like this is the way that they see Baltimore. Then people who are, are transplants or what have you that move in and choose to make this their home they see Baltimore in a very specific way and it, it's, it's a different way. And I tend to really jive with the people who see it in that kind of way. Like I like this area. I like that area. I check this out. And it's way too often that when someone is like, you should visit Baltimore. They only mention one place. They'll mention like the inner Harbor, maybe around the ballparks. And it's yeah. not really Baltimore to me. Yeah. But that's, I think is like, it's general too, you know, like you go to so many cities and we have such as, as, a stereotype, a stereotype of the city or a assumption, you know, a general idea of what it is. And there's always something else to, you know, even New York, you go to New York and you go to Manhattan and then you're like, Oh, that's New York. And then you go to actual New York around, you know, the neighbors around and you're like, Oh, it does feel like a city that, you know, like yeah. this. Yeah. But yeah, Baltimore is beautiful, man. And like, I love Highland town, for example, it's like a high up the area. You see, you know, there's some streets there. You can see the whole Harbor from, way you know out yeah up there and i think it's yeah i think it's funny because i have less assumptions about baltimore than other americans uh, you know bad bad connotation to it than other americans like i come from even counties around maryland mm -hmm. or 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 other states yeah i mean there there's times where i'll link with people and we'll travel i'll have friends we'll travel and I'm from here. I've been here forever. And I'll have friends that are like, yeah, I'm from um, Owens Mills. I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And we'll go travel and so on. And they they make this point, yeah, you know, Baltimore is sketchy. Baltimore is dangerous. But when we're out in public, because Baltimore has culture and it has these cool things here, we don't mm -hmm. tell people like that we're traveling with that we'll talk to, yeah, where are you guys from? Oh, I'm from Baltimore. It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> you were from there a minute ago. Mm -hmm. Right, imagine that. Damn, that that's crazy. But it's true, man. So, um, let's see. Um, so two two questions here. Um, back kind of back to the art of it, and I'm gonna have some Baltimore questions. You've been here long enough to answer the Baltimore questions. Let's see. I saw. Yeah, I was listening to other podcasts, and I saw you asking those questions and names, and I'm like, oh my god, here we go. Okay. You know, no, just because no names are complicated to me. It's so many, and and here, yeah, it's so many different names. To, to memorize, but here we go. We, we'll make sure we'll, I'll make sure you get it, man. Yeah, uh, you got my back too. Yeah, absolutely. So back back to your art a bit. Um, what are your messages in your art? You touched on it a bit, but what is when someone asks you, like, can you describe like your key message in your art? What would you tell them? Uh, I think it's not about. Okay, then I think it's not about like a key message okay. to my art. It's about a key, uh, a key rhythm of exploration. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's just a form for me. It's just a form of 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 expressing my 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 understanding of this this body of work that I have been working on this series. These ideas of like of space of of culture. 
of a social space uh, and, and, and culture and history. You know, it's very, you know, it's generic like that, but it, because, because each, for example, each combination of drawings, they go to a specific niche with different questions. So, for example, um, back in Brazil, there's a, there's a series of work that I have now that it, it questions a lot, like the, the collapse of, of, of settlers of culture, you know, European culture, sure. uh, and, and indigenous culture from the city where I was born, uh, you know, and, and why the exploration? Because I'm, I'm son of immigrants, uh, from Italy, like a fifth generation. I don't know, like my, my, all my grand, my grandparents were, they were born in Brazil, but he, their, their parents were like Italian. Gotcha. So, and there's a big mix of Portugal and also Netherlands and also and Brazil is a huge mix of, of racial mix, you know, like it's, it's insane. Um, uh, but for me, it's because of that collapse of like, he, Okay, my whole family is from South, where immigrants are more predominantly. But they traveled the, the extreme north, the last city of, of north of Brazil, where the population is 80, 70% uh, indigenous. And then I, I'm, I was born in this culture, you know, where every around me, the food was very influenced by indigenous culture. And, but my family still immigrants. So it's like, you know, there's no right answer or right message on that, on that issue, but there's a whole, exploration for me there, there's mm-hmm. for me it's like a that uncertainty the necessity of uncertainty of finding questions and finding uncertainties because uh uh i believe the uncertainties are the most are very important as well as certainties because if you're just certain it you know you're authoritarian then you 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 in a matter of like you will never believe the other person is right you know or the yeah. different perspectives about the same content yeah. So it's, for me, it's about exploration. The main message of my artwork is like that exploration, that, the, the, the investigation of, of a, a topic in my life, yeah. in my culture, socially or culturally. You know, there's some stuff that politically too, everything's involved, right? Yeah. I, like, like one of the things I, I tried and I, and I think there's a lot of value in, and thank you for sharing it, by the way. Um, I think there's a lot of value in when people are allowed to have that discourse and allowed to put something out there, get the response from it, whether it be, something you agree with, whether it be something you don't agree with, but at least be able to pick at it and dig through it. And I think a lot of times we try not to do that now for, for various reasons, you know, that mm-hmm. it's, it's too challenging, that it's something cancelable or whatever, but I was just about to say that. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> but it's a thing where I think when you don't allow it, I would, I prefer because I, I do a podcast that's very different from this. And, mm-hmm. um, I like to be provocative, but I also like to engage in a conversation. I like to kind of start the conversation, right? And I think just the way, the place we're at now where we just, if I don't agree with it or this isn't the right, quote unquote, the approved thing, let's cut it. Let's not, let's not talk about it further. And it prevents it from being further explored. It prevents that discourse. It prevents that further understanding. Because just because it might feel good and it might seem good and it's a, it's tolerable for most people doesn't mean it's right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that, that's that's my observation on that. So I, I definitely get your what you're what you're describing. Yeah, and as an artist, and as an artist, like it, I think that's the most the most important. Uh, that's like a, uh, the most important responsibility we have because of the freedom of content we can express. You understand? We can yeah. we can talk about anything in a way, right? As an artist. So having the responsibility to touch in these topics and, and 
really, you know, exactly as to, I haven't battling with myself for like a, two years now in the series of work because am I allowed to draw indigenous people? Am I allowed to think about the culture as my culture? You know, like, so it, so that's why when I come with the questions and not with the answers, you know, because in my, there are parts of their days and moments in my heart that I'm like, I can't identify and nobody can say no, because that's, that's how I identify. That's how I grew up. You know, like that's where the face around me, that's where like how I was talking. But there are moments I'm like, okay, I understand that here. I should step back, you know? So it's like, yeah, to find one. I think it's so important. It's so important to actually talk. When I talk about politics in Brazil, about or here, mostly about Brazil, uh, that's really going really bad now. Uh, you know, and I have friends with very different opinions than mine. And I'm like, I always so happy to talk to them because even though we spend like two hours sending mm-hmm. out a message and discussing, but that's what, it gotta, it gotta exist this conversation because it's the most important thing, you know, like canceling some, it's like there's a, a, a politician that I, I follow in Brazil and he says like, if there is uh, racism, if there is like problems, we can't just oppress them and, 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 and think that they are gone, you know, yeah. let them be spoken so we can change their minds. We can, we can, we can make a difference or be aware that that exists as well. Do you understand? Like, so, yeah. There's like a importance to these things be talked about for sure. You know, any, any country, any culture. Yeah. It's, it's things on, on both sides that at least need to be brought to the table and discussed. And that's a very, um, it's a very timely message, especially here with the, the climate here. And you, you've been in Baltimore to know, you know, long enough to know some of the stuff that in the last few years that what we're seeing now with some of the racism and some of the different things that have happened um, when it comes to people that look like me uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that, um, you know, it's, it's a thing and then people will find a way to shy away from it because it's the, it's the elephant in the room. And it's been that case for quite some time. Yeah. And, but it, you know, it's good that we are all talking about that, you know, it's, and even like, you know, I have been following like a uh, black artist too, talking about that in lives on Instagram and, and, there are extreme points on both sides, I think, too. You know, some people were, I heard someone saying, like, for example, uh, you know, that he was seeing a lot of white people in the protests and that didn't feel true to him because he was afraid in the future, you know, they would claim, the white people would claim, like, uh, oh, we help, we help black people to end the racism <laughs> and, 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 you know, in that, you know, you, like, you know, the, you don't want, you want them, you want the black people to do it for themselves. But I'm like, at the same time, like, if there is this kind of thinking in the future that it's racism is still with this then, do you understand? Yeah. Maybe, you, you know, so hopefully, and that's a nuance too, like that, okay, is it good? Is it good then having that much of white, that many white people in the protest or not? You know, should I go or not? So there is, and I believe, I believe we need to work together to, to, to end it. If you want, you know, it, it requires a lot of like a openness from black people to let that happen. Mm-hmm. I feel, uh, but it, I think it's necessary both everybody be on the same, you know, be on the boat to finish it. Yeah. It's, it's one of, and one of the things and we'll, we'll move on to one last question and then get to some Baltimore questions and then some shameless plug time for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I think. Whenever I, I look at something like that and people, they're, they're, I, I like to go with it's this and this. All of these things are true. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. all right, 
this does happen, you know, some people will try to reclaim and want to stake a claim to who's responsible for a cause or movement or whatever, because there's a fair amount of a claim attached to it. But then on the other side of it, it's like kind of not wanting those people there. Does that help end anything? To me, it's just a different distraction. It's just like, yeah, people are complaining about different, like, identities that are attached to it like there are a lot of people who i've heard complaining about trans lives there's a lot of people i've heard about complaining about you know gay lives and all of that different stuff that it's still under that whole umbrella like you can't be about black lives and then exclude certain black lives it doesn't work that way and Mm -hmm. Those pe- those are the same people who are making those arguments who want to stake the claim to, I'm right. I'm on this right side of it. Why are these people involved? It's like, you're screwing up what the ultimate message is. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's good to hear that too. You know, like it's good to learn about that too, but it's true. So, um, let's see, let's see, let's see, uh, let's see, let's see. All Baltimore right. questions and all. Well, yeah, Baltimore questions. Yeah, that's what you. That's what you're looking for. Okay, Baltimore questions. It's, right. It's three Baltimore questions. Whew. Let's see. Um, number one. Favorite snowball. Favorite snowball. That's the thing. I'm not big on it. You know. Uh, uh, I have. I have never tried. The, you know the sidewalks ones. Is is Rita's considered a snowball? I'll. Okay, give me your Rita's flavor. Give me your Rita's flavor then. Okay, mango and strawberry, man. That's what I go for. Okay, okay. It's very common, you know, but it, that, when I got it, that's the thing. I'm not big. I'm big in sweets. Like, I love, I'm a taller, so I love, like, eating sweets, cakes, <laughs> chocolate cakes, and, you know, but there's no boys. And I saw you asking that on the other podcast. Uh-huh. I'm like, I don't have an answer. And I, I could prepare one, but I'm like, you could have came with a fake yeah, one. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I, I, I come with an honest one. <laughs> I, I appreciate the honesty. Um, yeah. and I'll, I'll give you mine since, since we'll trade, we'll, we'll, we'll exchange here. Um, as far as Rita's, right? And I'll even okay. give you my snowball because I think I, you've probably heard it, but Rita's is probably that lemonade, the, uh, the Alex lemon. That is a fire, uh, like, it's good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and my snowball is obviously some Baltimorean say custard. I mean, that's that's one thing that we're what's gonna... it what's it, what's the flavor again? Egg custard. Egg custard. Yeah. See, I don't have no idea even what, right. which color that is. Look, you, you. I need to go and try one. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna make sure you get one. That's that's my okay. goal before the end of the summer to make sure okay. you get an egg custard. Okay. Right. I need to do that. That's true. That's a, I, so I can say like okay, I really I really lived Baltimore. You yeah. Know, like it's, so. Like we have the, uh, what is it? The uh, Boy Scouts here. So one of the things that they have to do is get the different badges. That is your Baltimore badge. It's like you've hit that achievement. There you go. <laughs> get a snowball pin. Um, right. Let's see. Um, I'm going to go food. I got to go food. Um, mm. let's see. Um, I can go crab cakes or do I want to go chicken? What, what, which one? I'll, I'll give you this since you're, 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 you've only been here a few years. So I don't want to, you know, you know, drag you too hard Man. through it. No, okay, man, there's a place, it's not like a fence space at all, but I just joke a lot with my friends because we eat like, all the time, and I, it, it's just like it's Tokos, eating chicken as Tokos. <laughs> that is very specific, yeah. I spent hey, so many we, days there. Man, and we say always stoked for life, you know, like we finish always like, I have a group of friends, we have been doing this pop-up shows right on Sunday, yeah. and and every time like we finish on, it's like, should we go to Stokos today, go celebrate? <laughs> you know how, how our life is, Stokos. man. Stokos, oh my God. 
Yeah. I, no, but when, you know, there's some good restaurants that, that, you know, Clavel and stuff like that, that everybody knows about. Clavel's nice. It's yeah. really good. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, so when it, when it comes to the wings, are you a flats or drums guy? Uh, drums guy. Okay. You mean you're on the same yep. page, sir. Me and you on the there same you page. Go. You get it. I used to, yeah. so back in the day, I worked for the Orioles event staff. So I worked at the baseball stadium for like throughout um, undergrad and every, every, the games were in late. So I'm getting home at almost 11 o'clock. What would I do? I would go to Stucco's <laughs> and get a personal pan pizza and some fries. That was me eating at like midnight every night. And I was right. just like, this is unhealthy, but this is. Totally yeah, no, for sure. For sure. I finished, uh, yeah, I finished my master at Towson University and there's a Stokos right next to, to Lucky Raven Boulevard. Lucky uh, Raven Boulevard. Yeah. Um, it's just like you call them. It's hard fry, you know, put that spicy. You've and we, been here we for ready a while. To go. You've been We're here ready for a while. to go. <laughs> the wild hard fry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's see. Let's see. Um, last question. This, let's see. Uh, Some old bait tea on the fries. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, right. last question. Last question. Hmm. You, you already said obey, so I can't go that route. I appreciate it. You've been, you've been nice. You've been nice. You're really thinking hard to like it. Let me and not put the Brazilian in the bad, in, in the best situation right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. I can't do that. Um, so I guess the last question would be, is it's still going to be in the food vein, but, um, cause you said you're a sweets guy, but you're not, uh, are you, do you do the salty stuff? Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm, I, you get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Uts or Lay's potato chips. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What's the question again? Um, How is it? Uts or Lay's potato chips? Which one do you prefer? See, I don't know, and I don't know what's the difference. Um, Uts would be that the regular Uts is a white and red bag, and the regular Lay's is the color of your shirt, sir. Hmm. Man. Very regional question. That's it. I need to learn more about that one. I'm gonna go with 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 the yellow one then. Okay. You you have picked. <laughs> if you've I gotta pick, you've one? picked poorly, sir. You picked poorly. <laughs> I did. Okay. Is it is is it not a spice one or what? Um, Uts, Uts is the local one. Uts is the local flavor. That's um, I, I believe Uts is um, a Pennsylvania brand, but we've uh, hmm. taken the lady the logo from it, and that became a piece of the Baltimore marketing here, the local marketing. And it's a uh, UTZ. I see. Yeah. I see now what you. Um, I'm going to, I need to try both of them. I, I don't think I have ever tried it. See, I'm not into chips. You uh, know, like a, yeah, I have been eating healthy, man. What can I do? Oh man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I could, I could have thrown cookies out there, but I decided not to because, you know, that would be too easy for you because you got the sweet tooth and. Right. I would, yeah. Cookies, cooks are good. Cooks, are, I like the one with, with, with Amanda, 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 Amanda in it. Yeah. Hmm. Like just like some some nuts, you know, into oh, yeah. it and like chocolate, yeah. Get the um, it's a really good. Uh, I know that what is it? At Waters, they they changed it recently, but I think they they may have gone back to the original formula. They had a um, chocolate chip walnut cookie. It's a fire. Okay, it's, yeah. it's a fire cookie. See, yeah, I'm I'm sure I can. I'm about to go out and buy one now. <laughs> so, all right, now it's time for some shameless plug, and then I'll give you back the rest of your day, sir. This has been great. Sounds good. So, um, do you have anything that's coming up now? This, this may or may not be posted like soon. It may be posted in a few weeks, but, um, what is something you want people to check on? Maybe your social media or something you have coming up maybe in a, in a bit. Oh, so we have, we are doing like this, this August in, uh, are in August, True Bopa, uh, and who is organizing that, uh, plus Bopa is hot sauce. 
uh, is in collaborative or art collaborative. Then it's me, James Masakoy, uh, Kayla Fryer, and Alex Yao. Yeah. These are my good friends. We have been we just this is our first project together, uh, and we have some things coming up. And you know, you can keep it up just with with the Instagram following up our Instagram. Instagram is Southgram. Let me get it right here. <laughs> it's South period Gram uh, underscore art. So, and you know, and, and just shout out to my friends, man. We're doing a good, good job. There's other friends too that have been working with. Uh, but Southgram, Southgram is the one to to shout out right now. And everybody follow up. Come to come to the pop up, you know, if they can. Yeah. It's the last two weekends now. This Sunday and the next Sunday, thirty first of August is the last one. Uh this weekend is Ambrose, uh the artist that we're showing up. She's great and uh is one to three across across from the uh, the Charles Theater. I just you know, it's just it's just loving it's art in person, man. It's so nice to see like people come in and saying, like, man, I miss looking art in person and you know, oh, yeah. chat with everybody. And it's also, also, it's also like artists putting together, you know, opportunities for other artists. So I think that's what's really relevant about this project. Uh, we're not just waiting around, you know, gotta go do things. That's, that's great. So yeah. that's it. I'm going to do my sign off and then I'll give you back the rest of your day, man. Uh, this has been great. Thanks a lot. Um, so I'm Rob Lee for Italo. Thank, Thank you so like. much, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. See, that's the way you say it. Italo! Italo! <laughs> Thank you so much for the opportunity, man, for sure. Oh, no, totally, man. Um, so yeah. this has been Getting to the Truth in This Art, and there's art in and around Baltimore. You just have to look for it. Mm-hmm.